This is Jewish Board Talk with Sheree Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. In her review of the play Finding Rosetta, art writer Robin Sasson says the following. Sometimes the universe has to grab you by your shirt front and force you to focus on what matters, regardless of the bits and pieces you may think you have to do. Finding Rosetta is currently on at Daphne Kuhn's Santon Theatre on the Square. It is written by Paul Slavolepsi, stars Annie Robinson-Greeley, and is directed by William Lecadeur. I'm absolutely delighted to have all three as my guests now to tell me more. Welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Um, let's start off by how this show came together. What was the, what was the brainchild behind it, William? <laughs> This journey started um, over a decade ago um, in the Midlands where Annie and I were living. Um, and I suppose uh, uh, the study of the people who lived out there, the fiercely um, individual um, people seeking freedom in the countryside. Um, and Annie brought the story of, of, of Clara to me and said, let's let's make a play about um, the Midlands uh, through Elizabeth Clara, this fantastic uh, Renaissance woman who... Um, had the story of, of of being abducted by aliens and falling in love with an alien called Archon and having a child in outer space. And she was a pilot and an artist and a meteorologist and just this amazing human being. You know, you talk about both of you coming from the Midlands. What, or not coming from, but certainly roots in KwaZulu-Natal. But the love for the Drakensberg pulsates that show and if you don't already love it you 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 fall in love with the drakensberg and the stories and the tales and 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 that kind of what captures you um do you want to talk a little bit about the drakensberg as the other player in the theater that's very true i mean well I, i was living 10 years in rosetta and and as in the play i could see those peaks giant's castle from our property and sometimes with snow on the top of the berg, and yeah, there, there is there's such, there is a magic about that part of the world, and the connection too with with Paul, um, who knew someone who had actually met Clara years ago and had met her in the berg, didn't she? She yes. Clara spoke to a group of people many years ago in the Drakensberg, in that very place that we we speak about, Cathedral Peak, Catkin Peak. Mm. So, Paul, let's bring you in. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I came aboard. You know, everything about this play has been, we're guided by the stars. You know, when they say the thing, it's, it's in the stars. Everything about this play, the journey, it's kind of, it's almost like Clara's not taking no for an answer. Yeah, because Annie approached me a while back after William and, and, and Annie had been working a long time researching and all about this, this person. And I, 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 you know, I'm so busy with my own stuff. I kept saying, no, no, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. And when she said Clara, I, I, I had a girlfriend many years ago who'd met her and had a very unique experience with her. And that has stayed with me. That experience, even though I didn't have it, has stayed with me since then. And, um, and, um, <clears throat> so then when Annie said it was Elizabeth Clara, I said, I've got a 40-year appointment with her. I'm diving in. <laughs> and uh, so I just read the books, read, did all the research I could on her. And then I, I kind of allowed the story to come to me. You know, it's funny how some, often players write themselves in a, in a way. And it, it, it's almost like not hearing voices. But but it, it, it did. I, I just allowed it to, to, to unfold. And that's what's emerged. And uh, that's what's so exciting for me that... 
uh, you know, the people who connect with this. And you're right, the, the mountains and out there, are we alone? Um, there's so many wonderful things about this play that, uh, also the planet, you know, our planet's very fragile at the moment. And I think it's, 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 um, it's a journey that we all as human beings need to take. Paul, you are arguably one of the most prolific um, playwriters in this country. Yeah. How do you go about writing a play? Oh, from scratch. Okay. You'd have to attend one of my workshops. <laughs> but, um, no, the stories to me come from all different places. And you know, I, I always talk to young writers about compost, you know. You, you need to write things down, all the ideas that come to you, little stories and snippets that you hear. Just write them down. Even if you don't use them immediately, they become compost for later on. And it's kind of, it just keeps growing. Um, I, often the stories I can't keep up, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night and, I remember this little thing and then it leads to something else. So, yeah, so it's just a, I don't know, it just comes. Do you ever find yourself repeating yourself though? Repeating? Mm. Oh, you know, certain themes do come back and I do deal with certain themes and almost like to get them out of my system in a funny way. But, but then other things come at me as well. And I love exploring. I'm very curious about all aspects of life and people. And the way they live. And, and this is fascinating to me. I thought I wasn't going to put Clara on the stage because, you know, a lot of people think it's mumbo jumbo and hogwash and all that sort of stuff. But how about someone whose life, there was an interface, a connection somewhere along the line and something happened? The possibilities. I love possibilities. And that's why in Annie's Rose, it's her journey more than anything else. To what extent, and perhaps the other two can come in here as well, to what extent, once you've written it, do you let it go? I don't think Paul ever lets it go. (laughs) And this has been a magical journey for us, in that Paul is the most generous writer, and he's been with us every single step of the way. yeah, you, he, 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 I don't think, I oh, know, I don't think you ever do walk away and leave it behind. You, you, yeah. you're on this journey, well, particularly this one. Yes. Uh, yes, I it's think so there's such a connection between the three of us. We're all on the same wavelength and, yes. uh, it, it really, it's yeah. been an amazing journey. Because, um, Annie, it's your job to take what he's written and mm. turn it into a story, turn it, to tell the story. Sure, but the writing, it's up to the writing and he's, you know, and what Paul has written, I'm just honored to be able to play something so beautiful, so beautifully written. And, 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 and William's direction too, this, this thing about being in the Midlands, um, being like in touch with that, um, it's, it's so all the components of this journey. We call ourselves Team Clara. Uh, Mm. it's, it's this equal, you know, (laughs) load we carry, but each, each one of us has got this, very special um, uh, connection with the Drakensberg, with the Midlands. And, I mean, William lives there. I mean, he's like, it's part of his life. And and and, 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 and so it's, it's uh, yeah, I know I, I get a bit carried away sometimes about thinking where these things come from. But for me, there is, there is something there that you can't explain mm. that is carrying this, this, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Team Clara, William, then your role as a director, do you feel, uh, do you feel like you have to have a very light touch or wh- where do you see yourself fitting in? Because you've got such, you know, professionals. <laughs> you know, it was a very gentle process, um, between the three of us, a process of, of, of giving and listening and, uh, and, um, yeah, just, I suppose allowing each one of us to, 
to to add and grow to the story. So it's it's been a it's been a wonderful process of of being able to create and make decisions and have them affirmed and supported. And uh, um, when they've when they've shifted, it's been it's been very positive shifts. Um, so yeah, the process has been has been very very collaborative and uh, uh, in a sense democratic. Um, that 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 has allowed three creative people with with similar interests. And I think the you know what Paul's talking about. The sacredness of storytelling. It's, mm. it's the, you know, Clara was some kind of a mystic in a sense. And, and I think what, what, what we really are celebrating is the mysticism in, in, in storytelling and in that theatrical process of, of just an old classically told story on stage. Um, so we encourage people to come and sit and relax and listen to a story and, and, and experience all the, all the sort of, um, stimulation that comes with it, you know. And, the yeah, interesting thing about black audiences, they tune in completely immediately. All these stories, the Abalungu and the, you know, these web, spider webs that come down from the, the ancestors. sky. Ancestors. Ancestors speak to you. Mm. You see, I mean, we know so many people who, and they speak to their ancestors almost daily. And, and, and for me, that's also a fascinating aspect of this. Because, you know, as William was saying recently, someone said, oh, about aliens, you know, uh, a cockney person in the Midlands. Uh, but she's an alien. Uh, you know, it's, 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 we so, are. So to, so to clarify that, uh, <laughs> someone, someone, uh, questioned, uh, someone made a comment, uh, to say, in the Midlands, we speak English South African, not 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 with a Cockney accent. Now, in uh, in researching the play, Annie and I conducted many interviews with people that had uh, either interacted with Clara or had um, who had um, different views of the world, seeing ley lines, fairies, angels, ghosts, what whatever. Just seeing people that uh, interviewing people that that lived in the Midlands that saw the world differently, and there were so many people from around the world, so many different accents, so many different. Um, uh, nationalities that that were, were portrayed, including including a, a, a Zulu Sangoma. But um, the the point that I made in in in, in comment to to this person was that we explore the aliens that that we are in South Africa. That that <laughs> that you know we also often feel like we come from another planet, and I think a lot of South Africans do. It's not just about um, our colonial past. I think there are a lot of um, you know. Uh, black South Africans who also feel alienated by, by our country in the way that it is. And, um, it's not a bad way of being. It's just a way of being. I think it's a, a South African way of being that we have this land. We've been promised it and we don't completely have it anymore. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a strange sensation, um, that, that I think Clara also, um, was able to, uh, transcend. You know, the three of you talk about Clara, and there's one point in the play where you get the feeling she's actually been expunged yes. from the history, yes. from the school. Is that factual? Yes, yes. yes. There, there is nothing. There, there's nothing in the archives that's an Anne. So sister's there. There's not a photograph of her there. There is absolutely no evidence. So there are various theories, you know. That's why, you know, even um, Felicity, the other character, suggest, well, you know, the biggest scandal could have been if in those days, in the 20s, if the man she'd gone off with had been a black man. But it could have been anything. If you think of a young girl in the 20s falling pregnant, say, or something like that, she, she would have been cast out and, the, and written out of the records of the school. You wanted to say something, Paul? Yes, no, because uh, Annie and I went there to, to the archives and looked through, and, you know, the Barbara, her sister, is all over the place. 
debating society and all that. And 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 she was far more intelligent person and wiser person than than her sister. But the fact that there was no record was really quite stunning, you know. And yeah, um, um, I can imagine around the fifties or whenever the book came out. Uh, someone at the school might have said, listen, we have to, this woman can't be associated with our school. I mean, that's a theory. We theory. don't know, but, but um, it's fascinating that this trail runs dead, you know. It's like, oh. Uh, um, and yet she's known all over the world. Um, um, uh, Clara, she went mm. and gave lectures in Germany and mm. the USA and uh, United Nations, I mm. think. So it's it's fascinating. Her whole life was fascinating. And then the other thing that I loved so much about the play was the audiovisual that was there but not there, that was brought in but not brought in. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, I think, uh, yeah, as a as a director. Decision with 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 using it. It's quite a complicated thing to use on stage because sometimes it distracts from story, um, and we are bombarded by so much screen um, in in our lives. But uh, the idea was, I suppose, we don't show the paintings on stage and what and what uh, Rose is painting and what she's doing. So we wanted to sort of engage with um, the, the the creative process of of how we find find image. Um, through story and through memory and through um, a sort of yeah more surreal sort of uh, uh, images that are imprinted in our mind of of the Drakensberg Mountains in our case um, the 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 sort of um, iconic um, Jungian archetypal things that stick in in our imagination so the the projection plays plays that part as as roses remembering something or imagining something we we see a projection sort of gently appear and then gently fade out and uh, shimmering uh, in, as, as it goes and uh, it was created through through an an uh, an app that that worked with um van gogh uh, sort of um expressionist style uh paintings um so yeah it it, it was uh, beautiful to to play with and i hope it worked uh, yeah yeah well Annie, um, you play it's a one woman play and you're doing two different accents. How, just literally, how long does it take you to prepare for something like that, and how difficult is it to do what you did? Well, I mean, you know, the fact that we've been gently working on this piece for so long, um, but bringing in another character, I, I visualise Felicity. I, I, re- I see her there. Um, and I know the, the the coffee shop in Nottingham Road. I know that coffee shop. I have it in my head. I know where the notice board was. I see Felicity arriving. And I think, you know, I have the advantage of geographically um, familiar with it. And, yeah, so that does help. But I must say, after COVID, the brain did kind of, um, I don't know, Calcify, I feel sometimes. I really battle to get lock in with, with, with the words. Yeah. I suppose that is also testimony to the fact that you are a highly talented actress. Well, thank you. And then I guess my last question would go to mm. Paul. Mm. Paul, you were part of my childhood. I grew up with you <laughs> through the years. Yeah. Where do you see theatre having come from and where do you think it's going? And I only have two minutes. Oh, okay, well, look, as we all know, <laughs> Yeah, in the past we were telling stories that the newspapers couldn't and the market theatre was this hive of activity where, well, space in Cape Town and then the market were telling the stories of the country. And it was a different dynamic 
so-called protest theatre. Uh, and, and now we've moved into another area now. But this whole thing about storytelling, t- you know, I say, um, I've always said, I've, this one quote I found that um, uh, theatre is humankind's conversation with itself. Wow. And that conversation can never be allowed to end. So basically that's what we're doing. We have to keep exploring those, the things that connect us, the things that keep us apart. Just, you know, it, so it, it's, it's, it's an ongoing thing. And I think I always, I'm always very positive about the future of theatre. It can never die. We need to sit in a room with live audience, live cast and have that inter, that communion. Well, that's a very beautiful place to end this. But let me, before we say goodbye, let me just say that it is uh, Finding Rosette is currently on a Daphne Constantin Theatre on the Square. It is on until September the 30th. You can book at CompuTicket, or even better, you can find the Theatre on the Square. And if you're very lucky, you will talk to Daphne. And I recommend that you do so soon. Thank you very much. That was Paul Slavolitsi, Annie Robinson Greeley. Am I pronouncing that correctly? And William Lecoudre, thank you so much for joining me. Thank Thank you. you. Thank Thank you. you.